Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, what's going on, DMV? How's everybody doing tonight? 106.7, the fan is on your AM-FM dial. It's on the Odyssey app, and it's on our stream at thefandc.com. However, you got us cranked up this evening. We appreciate you hanging out with us for just a little bit. My name is Danny Noakes. Our guy, Linnell Willingham, back in Washington, D.C., producing the show, Fun Show, with you here for Overtime. We're here with you for the next couple of hours and we're leading you right into Virginia Tech men's basketball coverage. Pre-game coming up at 8.30. Hokies on the road at Georgia Tech. They took down the Yellow Jackets at the beginning of this month, but the Hokies coming off a loss to UNC. We'll do a little college basketball today. We're inching our way towards March Madness. Now just over a week or so from the actual month of March, so we can we can taste it, right? The, the conference tournaments are, are just out of our reach, but it'll all get here. This is still the weird time of the month of February. The last time I was talking to you guys was actually on Sunday, and I know it's still that weird time because most of the conversation on all of the shows here on 106.7 The Fan have been mostly about the same topics that I was talking to you about on Sunday. So we're going to try and freshen it up a little bit with some, oh, I don't know, maybe a, a unique perspective on something. We're also keeping an eye on the UVA-Duke game tonight. I know there are some Wahoos out there in the DMV area that will be paying attention, paying close attention to that game, number 7 Duke in Charlottesville. And I said Linnell is back in D.C. Why would I have said that? Well, I'm actually not up in D.C. right now. I'm broadcasting from my home here in Glen Allen, just outside of Richmond. So that means that that UVA game in Charlottesville is happening uh, just under an hour away from where I'm to this show right now. Just a hop, skip, and a leap up 64 if I really wanted to get there. We also have Caps coverage coming your way tomorrow, though. Not tonight, tomorrow. It will have been about a full week since we did get our last look at the Washington Capitals, but... I definitely want to spend some time looking at the Caps today because that week off, and it wasn't even for the All-Star break, but I think it actually came at a pretty welcoming time for that team considering it looks like they're getting TJ Oshie back. Uh, Anthony Mantha is also working his way back. I think he's still not contact right now, and there seems to be something going on there with uh, Nicholas Backstrom. We'll get to more on that later, but a continuation of our pal Danny Ruye's last segment. And, of course, they'll have four and a half hours to break this topic down with you tomorrow. What shall the commanders do at the quarterback position? And it's a very complicated question to answer because to answer it, you first have to figure out what the best path to go and get one of these quarterbacks will be. And is that through the draft or is that through free agency or is it through a trade? We've pretty much gone through scenarios for all three of those outlets. And the latest name to pop into this conversation surrounding uh, who might be the next starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders is none other than Mitch Trubisky. But before I get too 
in depth on Mitch Trubisky, the former Chicago Bears, and and I guess he's currently a member of the Buffalo Bills, but I want to bring in my producer, Linnell, here, because Linnell is a big Malik Willis guy, and Malik Willis, I think, is a guy that whoever you are, if you're picking somewhere outside the top five, you're probably going to have to go up and get him. Now, things change in the lead-up to the draft. We're, you know, a month and a half or so away from the NFL draft, but Linnell, you're you're a Malik Willis guy and have been for <laughs> for at yeah, least the last time, month, right? The whole yeah. process, pretty much. Ever since I started watching film on him, man, I told you I I saw the Virginia Tech game in 2020, and, I, and ever since then I've been kind of on the train. I know, and you love to remind me of that too, being a Hokie myself. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> he had to rip up <laughs> Virginia Tech in that game. No, but here's the thing: I'm with you on him being the best quarterback in this draft. I, I really do think that he is the best quarterback in this draft, and I think the closer that we get to the actual draft, that more executives are coming out and saying that. I, I feel like I'm hearing less hype around Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh these days. But my my only thing with Malik Willis is how much do you have to give up? to go and get him because 2012 looms so large in the mind of not just the fans here in Washington, D.C., but it has to loom large in the heads of everybody inside the building there in Ashburn because they gave up the farm to go and get RG3, and obviously they're still paying the price for that. Now, that was a unique situation, yeah. and they would say, someone would tell me, scared money don't make no money, right? <laughs> right, yeah. But you have to take a chance at some point if you're going to go up and get your quarterback, your franchise quarterback of the future. Yeah, I just think maybe the cost will be a little less because I feel like six is the first opportunity a quarterback will get to be taken. And we can moving up five spots. I don't think you have to give up three first round picks, but you, you never know. You know, yeah, it's always on yeah. the other team. And I think the I think the last time we were together in studio, we we kind of went through the the top part of the draft and where we expected those teams to uh, pick right, and and they weren't necessarily teams that are looking for quarterbacks. But you also don't know what the other teams that are looking for quarterbacks are thinking and how much they might be willing to give up to go and get um, to go and get Malik Willis. Now, the options that have been thrown out for what Washington does have ranged anywhere from, yeah, trading up, going and getting Malik Willis to uh, trading and finding a way to get Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, and... The fact of the matter is, for at least a few of those guys, we're not even sure if they're ultimately going to wind up having their teams move off of them, right? Carson Wentz, I, I guess, is another name that's really made his way into the fold over the last couple of weeks, maybe even a month or so, as as you know, he had a really rough end to the 2021 season, uh, and you know, there were some interesting circumstances there missed a week of practice for COVID, but then played the game if you watch the in-season hard knocks you saw all of that unfold it was actually really good they should do the in-season thing all the time yeah i was a fan of that too yeah but when it comes to it this there's there's a new report linnell that mitch trubisky is a guy that washington could look to and uh, judging from the reaction from our from our colleagues in in the previous show here uh they're not as as high on mitch trubisky as some others are but you start to you start to peel back the layers and you know if you're not going to get a malik willis you're not going to go up and, and get that guy in the draft well are you content with going with Taylor Heineke again for, for another 16, 17 games? And if the answer is no, then who's going to start at quarterback? Well, they're going to have to go and get somebody. So who will that guy be? And is Mitch Trubisky a better option than a Jimmy Garoppolo? 
that's a question I think that everyone needs to be having right now. And I think people are having it, but I feel like we're split 50-50, right? You, most people hate one more than the other. Some people just hate them both. So what ultimately goes down there, man, that is going to be interesting to figure out. I'm in on Mitch Trubisky, though. Not, not I don't mind him. I, you know, I was really low on him coming out of college because I, you know, covering Virginia Tech and, and having gone there, watched a lot of Virginia Tech games, watched a lot of North Carolina games, and I, I wasn't super blown away with what I was seeing. You know, what's interesting, too, is you're going to have another UNC quarterback, Sam Howell, who in my eyes, looks a lot like Mitch Trubisky coming out. He was actually more highly touted, I think, than Trubisky was, at least before the 2021 season, where it seemed like this this new guy for UNC kind of out, you know, played his draft stock down a little bit. So <laughs> it, it's, it's not ideal here. And this debate around whether or not Washington did the right thing in taking Chase Young when they had the opportunity to do so in back at the, the early part of 2020, right before we played the 2020 season. You know, it doesn't really matter at this point because you've been dealt this hand, whether it's your own doing or not, and now you have to find a way to dig yourself out of it. And for all the turmoil that Washington has been through over, you know, the last 30 years, they find a way to squeak into the playoffs every now and then. And it took last time in 2020 a pretty bad NFC East for that to actually happen. So obviously you can't just hope that your division's going to be that bad every single year. And the defense has to step up. There's a lot of things that has to happen for this team to take a step forward. But obviously without a quarterback, someone to really, you know, take the reins of the franchise, this is the type of league that the NFL is. You're not going to go far without that franchise quarterback, or at least a guy that you know, knows what it takes to be a franchise quarterback. And I mean, if he's one of those veterans, he's got to have enough talent around him to make the plays in the big games. So let's do this. Let's step aside. We'll take our first break of the show. Remember, we're with you up until 830 and we're wide open. So if you'd like, you can hit us up 800-636-1067. That's the place to go. Easier place to hit us up will be on Twitter. Hit us up at Danny Noakes. I'm there. You can hit the station up at 1067 the fan as well. Stick around, this is overtime. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. On the fan. It's overtime. Danny Noakes with you tonight on 106.7 The Fan. Hope you're all having yourselves a fine Wednesday evening. Linnell Willingham, my producer. 800-636-1067, the BetQL listener line. Hit us up on Twitter as well, at Danny Noakes. You can tweet us at 106.7 The Fan as well. And it's the MGM National Harbor listener line, not any longer the BetQL listener line. But... We finished up talking a little Commanders there in the first segment, right? I'm sure they'll have plenty of thoughts on Mitch Trubisky for you tomorrow. And they're not very big on him. And we can certainly return to the topic of the Commanders. We will here throughout the show. We're with you up until 8.30. But there's been a lot of discussion around the suspension of Juwan Howard, the Michigan head coach. There's college basketball heading towards March Madness right now. We've actually got some college basketball for you tonight on the fan. Hokies, Yellow Jackets, pregame coverage at 8.30, tip at 9. Not to mention UVA and Duke are about to tip off in about 10 minutes. So some big ACC action there for you. But this big topic of discussion was the result of Juwan Howard going after the Wisconsin coaching staff in their loss to the Badgers. And since then, Juwan Howard has been suspended for five games. And there's at least a a handful of recognizable names that have now come out in support of getting rid of the handshake line. Among those is someone that is very familiar with the Washington, D.C. area, Patrick Ewing, former Georgetown Hoya, and the coach at Georgetown. Head coach, that is. I, I, I thought it was hilarious that because of Jawan Howard's antics, we're now having this conversation about needing to entirely get rid of the handshake lines. <laughs> Is that what we do now? Do we just get rid of something that doesn't work for one person and they decide to act out against something, so we just need to get rid of it? One person makes that decision for us. So Jawan Howard was said that he didn't like the way that Wisconsin was finishing out the game. Wisconsin put their, red, their, their freshmen in Right, I, I don't exactly know what the red shirt rules are in college basketball versus college football. They've changed them, by the way, over the last couple of years, and they continue to change them. But Juwan Howard's team was getting beat. They were going to lose. There was about to be a 10-second call, and Wisconsin took a timeout to reset the 10-second clock. And Juwan Howard didn't like that. So now, because Juwan Howard went and had to smack one of the Wisconsin head coaches, we have to change the rules across an entire sport. Why? Because Juwan Howard decided to act like a child. (laughs) Here's the deal, guys. At the end of the day, I couldn't care less what you do with the handshake line. The fact that we're even having to talk about this is just hilarious to me. I don't think you get much out of the post-game handshake. I don't think you lose anything if you get rid of the post-game handshake. 
But some people are actually arguing that post-game scuffles are now happening more frequently and that that's a reason for axing the post-game handshake. My assessment of that is, no, that's not happening. You're cherry-picking a couple of incidents that have happened over the last couple of days, nowhere near one another, neither of which had anything to do with one another. 99% of these handshakes go off without a hitch. And Patrick Ewing is saying that they didn't used to do this back in his day. I believe that. Of course. I'm sure someone went to the tape on that, too. There wasn't necessarily a, a formal handshake. Okay. But that's a moot point for me. <laughs> it's just a show of sportsmanship. Slap the other team's hands. Get off the floor. I don't understand why that's so hard. Athletes across every level of competition, across every sport, spend entire games trash-talking one another, trying to get in their opponent's head. The entire game. But when the game is over, and you're asked just to, just to shake hands, you don't have to say anything. You can't do that? And, and why, by the way, does this conversation start with college basketball? Is college basketball more intense <laughs> than the NBA? Is, is it a more heated battle than college football? Right or or the National Football League? How come football players can figure this post game handshake out after playing a vastly more physically demanding sport that you're bashing your body into the other players for the entire sixty minutes? They can shake hands, but the basketball players can't. Aren't the basketball players the ones that that sucker punch one another if they actually decide to throw a punch at all? <laughs> it, the whole thing is a joke to me. It's just an absolute joke. I think it'll blow over. Juwan Howard's suspended for five games. It's fine. He had a great season there in Michigan last year, by the way. I think you have, I think you have as Eric Bickle of the Junkies was talking about it earlier this morning, it has to do with your character. <laughs> That's a character decision. That does, it's not something that I'll, most coaches in college basketball or anyone are going to do. Just not. So don't really think that we need to change the rules for one guy because he did one stupid thing after one game. He's a, he's a, he's a full-grown man. He knows that he did something stupid. Do we really need to go and change the rules for all of that now? I, 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 I really just – I don't get it. You have, a, you have another story too, and I'll get to this a little bit later on, the Richard Jefferson Gilbert Arenas saga. It's, it's a saga that spans from both their college and their pro days. They both played at the University of Arizona, both played in a national championship, by the way, at, uh, at the University of Arizona. And then they went on to both have pretty successful NBA careers. Depending on how you measure them, you could make a, a, a distinction on which person had the better career. Arenas probably peaked higher individually, but obviously never won an NBA title, which Richard Jefferson did. And, and Gilbert Arenas didn't play for as long. That is is a pretty hilarious back and forth right there. Almost as hilarious as the fact that we're about to, to now change the rules because Juwan Howard went after somebody. I mean, our, we didn't change the rules for the fans every time a fan runs on the field, right? Fans aren't allowed on the field. We know that. How We see fans run onto the field a lot more often than we see in-game or post-game scuffles. We gonna change the rules for the fans? Are, are there gonna be no fans allowed in the stands anymore, guys? You see how that logic works? It's crazy. Doesn't make any it's sense. Crazy, yeah. 
It doesn't make any sense. I mean, Linnell, you saw it. I, I just, what I, you know, whatever happened between Juwan Howard and, and Wisconsin, fine. Have your beef. Big Ten basketball is, is the real deal, definitely. But I, I just I think it's I funny. Think, I don't think they should get rid of the handshake lines, though. <laughs> yeah. It's People not just got to learn deal. how to act. Right. act. right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And maybe, I don't know, maybe you need to put some uh, restrictions or, I don't know, some sort of requirements for the do I just I don't know. I just feel like, why should we have to accommodate for people's childish behaviors? Yeah. Now we got to change the whole tradition of post-game because a couple people don't know how to act. Yeah, and, and that, that hey, was my whole thing about Jawan Howard. I didn't get to speak on that a lot. Grow, yeah, dude, grow and that's a, that's that's all you need to say too. Those two words, like Lynn, I just say, grow up, dude, grow up. It's not hard. And I, look, I, I don't. I'm not saying that you should be happy to go over there and shake your opponent's hand, especially after they beat you. But it's not hard. <laughs> it's not hard. You don't have to look at them. Stick your hand out. Slap their hand. Go to the locker room. I, it, it's it should be a non-story, but here we are. Here we are talking about it. Anyway. Let's set the stage for what's our only full hour of the program coming up at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. We are with you up until 8.30, however. Remember, leading right into Virginia Tech men's basketball coverage, they've got Georgia Tech. So we've got Duke and UVA getting ready to tip off. We'll keep an eye on that. Also coming your way in the full hour of the show from 7 to 8, I mentioned the uh, uh, Richard Jefferson-Gilbert Arenas uh, battle that's going on in the media right now which is which is pretty hilarious also didn't talk a lot of washington capitals in the three hours that i had on sunday so we'll do a segment on the caps you had some guys return to practice they've got the new york rangers tomorrow a team that has been pretty good this year but the caps are coming off of a win over the rangers in their last contest so plenty more to get to plus Little Commanders, we got to sneak in some discussion on the local football team as well, plus your calls at 800-636-1067, the MGM National Harbor listener line. Stick around. You're listening to Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Thanks for joining us this evening, everybody. We're with you on the AMFM dial, the Odyssey app, and on our stream at thefandc.com. And however you're listening, well, we appreciate you just hanging out with us for a bit. I'm Danny Noakes, Linnell Willingham, producing the show. 800-636-1067 is the MGM National Harbor listener line. Feel free to jump in on the conversation. We're wide open today. No interviews. That's by design. Got about 90 minutes until we toss it over to Virginia Tech men's basketball. Pre-game coverage, 8.30 is when we'll be off the air. That's when the pregame starts, and then 9 o'clock tip-off. Hokies are down in Atlanta to face the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, but right now we have number 7 Duke tipping off with uh, UVA over in Charlottesville. Blue Devils 13-3 and in the conference. Virginia 11-6 and in the ACC. Kind of a down year, if you want to consider it a down year, for Tony Bennett's squad over there in Charlottesville. But by their standards, it is a down year, no question. Now with the national championship to go with a lot of other accolades is Tony Bennett's resume reads. But UVA actually did take down Duke in their last game that they played against one another. Uh, Cameron Indoor Stadium, 69-68. Reese Beekman hit a three with .7 seconds left, and that gave UVA a one-point lead and a lead they would not relinquish. So... Our conversation right now stays in basketball, but we move 
over to a couple of former professional players and former college teammates at the University of Arizona, Richard Jefferson and Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> Wasn't this a fun story when you saw it, Linnell? Oh, I, 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 was, I was loving every bit of it. I was too, because I woke up. To, I woke up this morning, and I, I, if you if you said Richard Jefferson versus Gilbert Arenas was on the bingo card, it was not something that I would have had. That's definitely <laughs> not something that I would have expected. That's right? a way to put it. Yeah, but so essentially to to set the stage, and this is going to get a ton of play, I think, over the over the next couple of days from national. Oh yeah, the national and local radio. But, but Gilbert basically went on his podcast. And he said that he didn't really understand why Richard Jefferson was selected ahead of him in the 2001 NBA draft. Arena citing that he was the number one scorer on that Arizona Wildcats team and that Richard Jefferson was really option number three or four. And so Richard Jefferson took to Twitter, responded in really the only way that you would expect him to. And it was with a video that was directed squarely at No Chill Gill as he labels himself on Instagram. And he has definitely earned that title, by the way, with some of the takes and things that he has done in his life. He has definitely earned no Jill Gill. But Richard Jefferson not only broke down exactly why Arenas had the reputation that he did going into the draft, but also why he still has that reputation and how things have gone for each of them since. So... Linnell, one of the uh, one of the first things that was noted from when these guys were going into the NBA draft 2001, there was some sort of stress test, and Gilbert basically just opted not to do it. I don't know what the ramifications of not doing it are. I don't really know what the stress test is, but yeah. he basically just said, ah, I'm not going to do it, and he just walked out. That one didn't really bother me that much i have to imagine that that's not really what got a lot of people's attention to because honestly lena you know what it reminded me of it it kind of reminded me of when when sean taylor was was coming out and sean taylor actually he he left the he he left the rookie symposium and uh and that was in 2004 and at that point you know sean taylor had um he had some off the field issues and, and maybe didn't have the cleanest image in in the public and that's partly because of the media but also partly because of what he had done in the past there were some mistakes that he made he owned those though um so that part for richard jefferson and gilbert arenas's beef didn't really matter me gilbert said not doing the stress test okay so as is the often the case leading up to any draft right executives meet with players and this Linnell, this was kind of like a, a a different setting, I think, than maybe some of the private meetings that we hear about where NFL players were uh, asked like weird questions by NFL executives and stuff like that. But apparently there was some sort of panel where the players were being asked about, you know, certain things, of how they would feel go- and, and how things would go um, basically – you know, it, it, when they got to the NBA. And I think I think we actually have a clip on some of that. So let's tee it up right here. Linnell, what actually, what part of this rebuttal do we have? I, I have the whole thing. If you want, it's two minutes. You do? Yeah, it's two oh, minutes. It's Richard Jefferson's response. And they have Gilbert's, okay. Gilbert's original answer as well. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Well, I think Richard Jefferson can probably explain this a little bit better than me. So, Linnell, why don't we tee up Richard Jefferson's response right now and let it go? 
You know they picked Richard Jefferson, right? And it's like, yeah, they just picked him. I was like, how did they pick Richard Jefferson? I'm the number one scorer on our team. I'm the best player on our team. Yeah. He is option three, four. Yeah. Today, we're going to address that clip by Gilbert Arenas. Let's talk about why Gilbert went from first round to second round. It wasn't because of his talent, because that man is a bad man, and I will get on any app and talk about how bad of a man he was. But Gilbert was an immature asshole. That's just who he was. We all are little dickheads. Like, I get it. But what Gilbert did was a little bit more special. So first, every athlete knows about stress tests. You got to do it, make sure your ticker's working. And so at the pre-draft in Chicago, you're probably supposed to be on it for like five to eight minutes so your heart rate gets up high enough. So Gilbert decides to do it in Chuck Taylor's. Now everyone has to do it. Gilbert gets up there, 30 seconds in, he's like, ah, this is messing up my Chuck Taylor's. I'm not doing it. And these guys that are running the performance thing are like, what are you talking about? He's like, you got you to do this. And they're like, nah, I'm not going to do it. So again, red flag. Now he already had a couple of red flags because Gilbert had some good situations with guns in college, but I digress. This is what he was doing. So they look at him and just be like, okay, whatever. They're reporting to all 30 NBA teams. Now, Fast forward the next day. You want to know how Gilbert followed that beautiful moment up? So there's a big symposium. Every pre-draft player's there. Teams are there. There's, you know, people kind of talking to us about what do you want to accomplish in this league and the opportunities. And, you know, the microphone gets to Gilbert after talking to a couple different players. And Gilbert, they're like, hey, what do you want to do? He's like, I want to be a pimp. Now, all of us giggle and laugh because we're 19 years old. This guy doesn't know who Gilbert is and how crazy he is. So he's like, excuse me, sir, what did you say? Gilbert doubles down. He's like... I want to be an international pimp. This man lit into Gilbert in a way I still have not seen. If you think objectifying women, if you're talking about using this league, the bubble just goes off as he should because that's inappropriate. No big deal. Sorry, ladies. He's an idiot. So that happened. So all of these things are the reason why Gilbert just kept dropping because he's an idiot. So the fact that his brain still doesn't process why he dropped down, just let you know who Gilbert is. And I love my guy, but he's a little bit special. So before he starts talking about, oh, these guys got drafted, Gilbert, how many points did you score in the national championship game? And for extra credit, do you want to tell everybody what you were doing the night before the national championship game, the biggest game of our lives? And looking back, it was the biggest game you ever played in. You want to tell anybody? No? Okay, we'll just keep talking about how I was the fourth option. And look, I was the fourth option because our team was loaded. We were the number one team in the country. We were a number one seed the year before, brought everybody back and had the best team in the country. We lost to some bunch of bum losers but that's beside the point gilbert tell the truth tell the truth don't sit on any app and start capping <laughs> oh man R credit to richard jefferson there for for just really not holding back uh but Linnell, he brings he brings the facts right i mean this isn't just like an angry response he, richard jefferson yeah. talks fast but darn it those were some good points he came off the top rope danny yeah. i was like sheesh gilbert yeah. probably regret what he said I would think so. Uh, I and and you know, I, at he would at least I would think go back and maybe consider what he said to to be you know a little bit too far. And at least in talking, because you know Richard Jefferson had a had a very good NBA career, Definitely. very much better than than most NBA players that go in. Uh, and some of those Nets teams that he played on were really good. And then obviously went went and won a championship with LeBron there in Cleveland. But I, I thought it was interesting. And he didn't even reveal exactly what Gilbert was doing that was the before the part. national championship. That was right? the best part. I was like, wow, you're going to leave us with a cliffhanger too? Yeah, so there's a story there. And I have a feeling now that that is going to come out at some point soon, right? Because people are just going to keep pressing Richard Jefferson about it now. They're going to say, what were you guys doing? What was Gilbert doing? The night before the national championship. And knowing Gilbert, Gilbert might tell the story. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe Gilbert he will. relishes the attention. That's true. And and 
man with with Gilbert Arenas it's so funny too because this was like this was like a trip down memory lane right because Richard Jefferson and Gilbert Arenas were were at the peak of their powers when I was a kid and you know Gilbert was the first really good Wizards player that that I even got to watch play I mean back when it was Gilbert Anton Jameson and Karan Butler those teams were a lot of fun uh, and they would go toe-to-toe with LeBron, a young LeBron team, in his first stint in Cleveland, and, and LeBron would always win. But Gilbert basically had four years here in D.C. where he was at the peak of his powers, you know, give or take some time in his buildup when he came over from, from Golden State, and outside of that, he, he really couldn't put together any consistent production in his NBA career. So, you know, I... I I thought it was interesting for, for him to go at, at someone who's had the consistent success that Richard Jefferson did. Maybe maybe he just felt comfortable because they were former college teammates at Arizona. Linnell. I mean, you, you heard Richard Jefferson start things off by saying he's a Gilbert's a bad man. And, and he was saying that as a compliment, by the way, for anybody that's not picking up on the, the lingo there. <laughs> I'd say, yeah, of course, it's well known. Gilbert, Gilbert's a bucket. You know, Gilbert's a bucket. But the thing yeah. is about these two, I didn't know about Richard Jefferson in college, honestly. So yeah. like I feel like maybe I'm throwing shade. Maybe maybe we need to give Richard Jefferson his flowers before it's too late. <laughs> well, and you could hey, I don't I don't I'm not really making the case that uh that Richard Jefferson was selected where he should have been selected at as in, you know, he might have been taken a little bit too high, but he had a pretty darn good career. And I and I think as as its time went on and you know, he wasn't a number one option like Gilbert Arenas was even at at, at really any point in his career. Uh, he still had a, he still had a great career. It's just interesting the shade that was thrown, and really, you just I feel like you, you're seeing this more often from the the former professional athletes, kind of in the in the media, just taking straight shots at one another. I, that that actually was entertaining. This this one uh, this one made me chuckle. Not like the the handshake incident with Juwan Howard, just making me roll my eyes. Although Gilbert Arenas makes us roll our eyes quite a bit. <laughs> we can all settle on that, right? We can all agree on that. Uh, anyway. All right. Let's do this. Let's step aside. We'll take another quick break. We've got more to get into. The Caps return to action tomorrow night. We'll do a quick trip over to the ice, talk a little Capitals, look at some of the players they got coming back, look at their matchup with the Rangers, and then later on we still got some time to head on back over to discuss the Commanders, what their quarterback situ- situation looks like, how to address it. There's always plenty to talk about with Commanders, not to mention we haven't even touched on the fact that they're embroiled in yet another scandal, and their owner, Dan Snyder, of course, in the middle of it. Will he be ousted? Well, I wouldn't get my hopes up, but something definitely feels different, and it's not just because that the name has changed. So stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Man, this song reminds me of warm summer days and nights at Nats Park. I think they play Bustin' Loose after a home run. Do they not? I'm not sure. We need to hit more home runs. Maybe I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we need more home runs at Nats Park this year. And hopefully, Linnell, hopefully we have baseball at Nats Park here very soon. Although I don't know how likely that is because the Major League Baseball owners have said that this season is going to be shortened if there's no labor deal reached by Monday. (sighs) Terrible news. Terrible news. So I want to get into that, right? But not right this second because I promised that we would do a little bit of hockey and I'm going to have to break that promise at least right this second because I saw a headline that came across my tweet deck and I just couldn't ignore it because it has to do with the NFL and it has to do with some of the most recognizable faces surrounding the shield the nfl supposedly and this is andrew marchand of the new york post often involved in these nfl media sort of stories marchand is reporting that espn is in deep negotiations with fox sports's troy aikman to make him their lead analyst on monday night football the deal not done yet but he's also being courted by amazon the likelihood of him being comparable or to exceed Tony Romo's deal is high. Tony Romo has a 10-year, $180 million deal with CBS, and he's probably pretty happy with that, I have to imagine. But (laughs) he's supposed to be very happy with uh, Joe Buck over there at Fox, Linnell. So would he leave ESPN? Would they bring in Al Michaels and Troy Aikman? First of all, how weird, just, just... Putting the business side of this aside, how weird would it be to next season turn on Monday Night Football and get Al Michaels and Troy Aikman? That would be that would just be crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd accept it. I don't. I don't <laughs> know if I would accept it, Danny. And the the thing for me, is, I, I'm I'm a sportscaster, right? Linnell's a sportscaster. We everybody in the building at, at 106.7 The Fan does sportscasting to some degree, and ever we all have preferences. All you fans out there listening have preferences and whatnot, right? For me, all of the main the, the large network guys, whether it's Jim Nance at CBS, Joe Buck at Fox, Michaels at NBC, or who's calling the games at ESPN currently? Steve Berthume? Uh, or not Steve. <laughs> Steve Levy. Steve yeah, Levy. Steve, Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick, and uh, Brian Greasy. Yeah, and actually, they, they you know, they, that was a better booth than, you know, whoever was trying to bridge the gap between when Tarico and Gruden left. Yeah, they just haven't seemed to be able to get it right since since Tarico right. and Gruden, man, honestly. Right. It the the thing is, like the 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 play by play experience has so little to do with me watching an NFL game now. Right. Because I'm I'm either watching 
NFL Red Zone where Scott Hansen's talking for most of the time or I'm watching multiple screens and I don't want all of them to be talking over one another so I, I turn the volume <laughs> down anyway and turn the music up or something turn something else on right so like for me Linnell I th- who is calling the each big game really doesn't matter I don't know if you feel the same way see I don't know as a commanders fan man I, I every like Thursday they put out the uh the broadcast map for the week, and your boys yeah. definitely tuned in, trying to okay. see who's going to be calling our game this week. Because I get steamed up for certain tandems. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Hey, and and that's totally understandable. By the way, I totally understand if anyone out there feels the same way, by the way. It's just not something that I am super, um, you know, It won't stop me from watching. About. Yeah, it won't, exactly. it won't stop me from watching. I'll say there that. There you go. Uh, and I, I'm not particularly passionate about it. The, the the thing, though, and we'll be done talking about broadcast contracts, <laughs> trust me. But uh, what, what's interesting to me is there's this conversation, too, around Sean McVay and whether or not he could bolt for the broadcast booth right now, even though he's, you know, not even 40 years old yet. John Madden retired shortly after winning a Super Bowl and was very young to enter the broadcast booth where, I mean, I imagine he would have had an incredible long and successful career as a head coach but do you think he would have had the same impact on on football as he did becoming the broadcast legend that is john madden like does he have the game yeah all that yeah like when i was taught when when you put when you put a mount rushmore of nfl figures together john madden is on mount rushmore john madden is on mount rushmore well no matter what way you spin it whether it's you're including coaches whether you're including players coaches executives broadcast whatever it is he is one of the foremost recognizable people in nfl history there's just no question and that game has has made that a large part of that and so sean mcveigh i don't know if he's gonna get his own video game but the point is the job of an nfl head coach is incredibly difficult sean mcveigh can do a job that he's also I mean, I don't know if he's just as good at it right now, but it's not like you can't become a better broadcaster the more you do it. I think McVeigh would be that type of guy. You could be good at that job, not have to work as hard, and make like almost twice as much money. <laughs> yeah, it always amazes me. Like, Do these companies have more money than the NFL? Because they're throwing the bag at some of these guys, man. They really are, and and that's you know the the rights fees are still the the most expensive thing when you have this conversation surrounding any major professional league, whether it's Major League Baseball, even the NHL, the NBA, and of course the National Football League. Those rights deals and the negotiations surrounding those rights deals are are always the largest numbers. Uh, uh, any contracts get talked about when when it comes to that sort of thing. So I don't know, man. I don't know. But in terms of the Capitals, before we go to a break here, the Caps are back in action tomorrow night. TJ Oshie returning to practice. Anthony Mantha is back at practice, but believe he's still in non-contact. I think even Vitek Vanacek is making his way back. But you had Nick Backstrom sit out recently. Kind of wonder how long that's going to continue to go on because he's already missed a, a good bit of time this season. But the Caps finally back in action tomorrow against the Rangers. It's been about a week since the last time the Capitals played, and that was a 5-3 win over Metro Division rival Philly. They beat the Flyers 5-3. But as you heard Danny Ruye talking about in the Beltway Blitz earlier today, earlier in the show, and if you'd like, you can go to thefandc.com, use the rewind function, and check that out. But do it during the break because you don't want to leave us right now. 
he he made a he made a comparison about how he feels about the capitals to house hunting and uh apartment hunting and finding a place that you really like but you can't put your finger on it there's just something that doesn't feel right something is not quite right and that's basically the feeling with the caps right now what i would say about that flyers game and and that was a good win on the road the flyers have not nearly been as as good as they have the last couple of years they're second to the bottom from the metro division right now 40 points one point ahead of the last place new jersey devils and they had to come back and win that game against the flyers they fell behind early in that game only to come back and win and so washington's sitting right now right in the middle of the metro division they're actually in fourth but carolina pittsburgh and the rangers are all ahead of them right now it was interesting to listen to john carlson's thoughts particularly surrounding you know a team like the rangers who the caps obviously have a history with there's always a lot of physicality when those two teams play there's the bad blood there's a brawl right off the face off at the beginning of the season but now these games matter a lot more than they have rangers have a four-point lead in the division on the caps right now and this will be the caps third game in a row that they're playing on the road so now that they bring some of these guys back healthy that's a very welcome sight for this backstretch of the regular season. You know, somewhere north of 25 games left, somewhere between 25 and 30 games left. The playoffs will be here before you know it. Hockey's weird, though, because, and this was said earlier today, right here on 106. Hockey's weird because you can have a fantastic, and every, every Caps fan knows, you can go and win the President's Cup as many times as you want. You could bring the best team into the playoffs. The Tampa Bay Lightning were saying this too until, you know, they finally got over the hump and, and won the Stanley Cup and, and, you know, now have a couple of championships to their name. But you can go and be the best team in the regular season and then get ousted in the first round like it's nothing. I mean, I remember even when they were playing in the bubble, I couldn't believe that they got bounced by Carolina so easily. And Carolina's good. Carolina's annoyingly good. Because <laughs> they're one of those physical teams that they just bug you all season. Their coach, obviously, is... is He bristles at a lot of people and, and gets them fired up and whatnot. A former player himself, Ron, Rod Brindamore. Um, a good coach. But so this... you got some big games coming up here for the Caps. Between the Rangers, which is a 7 o'clock puck drop up at the, uh, the Garden, Madison Square Garden tomorrow night. You go right back to Philly on Saturday, right back to Philly. But as you start to play these teams like Philly, who are at the bottom of the division, you're going to have to start locking them up as wins. Because after they come back home to play Toronto next Monday, then you've got a showdown with Carolina. It'll be interesting to see how the Caps go this year. Now with another year, Peter Laviolette. Guys are coming back healthy. So that week off that they just got, Perfect time. Perfect time. Let's do this. We'll take another break. Before we go, 22-17, to 17, UVA leads number 7 Duke. Four and a half minutes to go in the first half. The Cavaliers are hosting the Blue Devils over in Charlottesville. It's one of the bigger games on the college basketball slate this evening, and it is featuring one of the local teams in the DMV, that is. You got Maryland playing tomorrow night. Maryland's on the road at Indiana. And then Georgetown uh, is hosting DePaul tomorrow night there over in D.C. So, time for a break. We'll come back. We've got more to get into. Stick around. This is Overtime on 106.7 The Fan.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.